This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Welcome to BPN Radio. Welcome to Facebook Live. We're so happy to be here this morning. I'm going to give people an opportunity to log in. I've I've got an amazing special guest with me, Shelly Williams, and we're going to talk about her book that she's just written called Soar, Resourcing God's Strength um, as Your Own. And God knows we need His strength <laughs> as our own. But uh, So welcome to BPN Radio today. We're so happy to have you with us. Uh, we're so glad uh, to be able to come to you every week and talk to you about something that God is doing in our life and pray with you because really this ministry is dedicated toward raising up prayer warriors across America. Um, I ran into Shelly at a couple of mutual events. We've been in some some spiritual settings together where we were all seeking Jesus and I got to meet her. She's such a beautiful lady, but she's written this book called Soar. And... Um, I saw it floating around uh, on um, uh, our my Facebook, and I really felt by the Holy Spirit to just have Shelly in to talk about her life. Uh, I wanted to hear more about her, uh, her testimony. Uh, she's a she's an entrepreneur. She's a, a motivator. She's a, an amazing woman of God. She's called to do a lot of amazing things. And when you read this book, you realize that she has a real heart for God's people and a real heart to see us victoriously living for Christ. So we're so happy to um, have you on with us today. Uh, Juan, is everything working right? Okay, good. Juan's, Juan's over here in the background, so I'm just checking. Uh, we're going to pause a few times just to, to plug in some phone, uh, some songs and stuff because we are taping for radio while we are um, actually interviewing Shelly. So Shelly, first and foremost, would you just tell us a little bit about your life, um, your testimony, how you got saved? Uh, you know, a lot of times when people read our books or read our blogs or hear our tests or hear us speak, they think, man, that person's had it together their whole life and they, they don't know what it's like to be me. And I think it's so important for people to know where we came from and how desperate we were when we came to know Christ. So talk to me a little bit about your testimony. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I grew up in, um, in a Christian home. My dad was an associate pastor. And so um, I grew up around faith. And so it was always, it's always been a part of my life. But it wasn't until I was about 16 that I grabbed a hold of it and I said, this is mine. This is not just my parents. This is not just what we do. This is something that's so vital to me. And, um, you know, I had a, I had a dream at 16 where uh, I was, it was, I was with my friends and all of a sudden it was like a rapture type uh, dream. And we were just looking at the stars and all of a sudden it was just me alone on the entire earth, nothing else and just complete darkness. Yeah. And, um, I realized, um, 
I was missing out. Like I was missing that connection of my own relationship with the Lord of making him Lord. Like, okay. I knew he was God and he's my savior, but he's not, wasn't Lord of my life and, and laying all of that down to him. And it was just a, on my knees moment, like, God, you are my Lord. I, I give everything to you. And, um, so I've always been like a very independent person. I think that's what he was getting at with, with that dream was, I remember at eight years old, I was, I was a swimmer and, um, I, I had my eye on the prize. Like, what do I need to do to win that trophy? And so that was always kind of my MO and I had a vision, but it was very independent vision of, um, okay, I can get there. What are the steps that I need to get there? But, um, I I really started to take on an an independent type spirit and that's what God's been after me and that the theme of my life is, uh, we can be very strong, but, um, have to be completely dependent upon him in that strength. That's where we find our truest strength and our most glorious strength is in our vulnerable places. And, um, so yeah, that was the beginning of a journey of him just infusing his life into mine and and going deeper. You know, I found that sometimes that depend, the personalities that that sometimes struggle the most with the total surrender to Jesus is the independent personalities where, you know, and I, I I have struggled the same thing. I um, got saved at 16, but it just took me a very long time to realize that I can do nothing outside of him that's really meaningful. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I, here's what it really took me a while to figure out is I don't want to do anything outside of him. And yeah. uh, so, you know, when, once we conquer, once we allow the Holy spirit to really conquer that in us is when we're really made ready for the work of the ministry and to be everything God's called us to be. So this happened at a very young age for you. You were like a teenager or eight years old, you said. Well, I remember my first, when I noticed that I had this drive, I was about eight, but 16 was that turning point of, I I was just doing the motions, you know, we go to church and my parents have faith and that's just what we do. We do, we do the right things. And, and it really wasn't like being intentional about like pursuing a relationship, going deeper and letting him unravel my heart. You know, not just being like with him is like, God, I want to unravel. I want you to unravel my heart. I want you to immerse me completely in your love. And I want to be the only thing about me is everything about you. And, and that's when that started. Um, and it's been a lifelong process. That was just the first aha moment of allowing him, you know, that surrender, right? The true surrender, um, of my will and my heart and, um, letting him lead and guide me. So. What happened past this point? 16 years old, 17. What happened at that point? So 16, 17, you know, I was um, following the Lord and, you know, just, just very athletic and um, had lots of that same like drive. And so, which is a good thing, but sometimes our greatest strength can be like the the open door for our weakness too. And so um, in just kind of trying to prove myself that, okay, I am spiritual now and I, I and do love the Lord. I try kind of try to like prove myself a lot. And, you know, that kind of opened the door to, um, just a lot of performance, um, in my life. And so that was another layer that he was working on me. Um, in high school, I found the love of my life, um, my husband and, um, 
he, we started dating and I, we just knew from the very moment when I, when I met him, um, well, not when I met him, but our first date, um, I just knew I had this prophetic moment where all of a sudden the words out of my mouth said, this is going to last a really long time. Wow. And I just knew, and it's kind of scared me like, oh my gosh, that's because that independent part of me still was a little bit feisty. And so, um, again, just allowing myself to be, be loved and to love back. And, um, in that, and, and with that, just in, um, performance and pleasing, um, we started to, um, just kind of go on our own little path together and found myself pregnant at, um, the age of 17, um, in high school, my dad was an associate pastor. So you can imagine how all of that just, you know, all of a sudden I felt my identity was wrapped up in my performance. So all of a sudden I was this failure, you know, in, in the eyes of religion. And so I felt like, oh my gosh, what did I just, what happened to me? Who am I now? And where am I going? And, um, you know, God just, he gave me such a grace gift with my oldest son and, um, he's 25 now. And I see his life, um, just accelerated and going faster than my life ever did. But in that moment, you know, it it really kind of, I, I was shattered. I had to redefine my identity completely in Christ again. Like it was another, like, okay, now here's another layer. You know, it's not in your performance. No. There's going to be things that were things that go the way that you thought they were going to be. And the more you try um, to control that life, the more sometimes you do the things that you um, eventually don't even want to do. You do the very thing that you don't want to do. And, um, but in that, God gave me such a grace gift. And Jason and I have three kids now and, um, Lewis is amazing, but it was, it was hard at 17. All of a sudden I knew, I mean, like I am not a little girl anymore and I have got to transition now into mom. I'm, I'm a mom now and, um, seeing friends and their lives going in a different trajectory. And then Jason and ours were going this way, you know, we had to grow up really fast. So that, again, that was another door, um, where, we tried to prove ourselves like we're going to make it. We're going to get married. We're going to make it and prove to pe- people that, um, we had it down. Right. Like we're strong. We're strong. We're going to like bulldoze through this through life and we'll show everybody. And, um, so that was another way that God just kind of like, okay, we're going to touch on this again and we're going to go a little bit deeper, a little another layer. And I'm going to show you, inside of your heart so that I can bring miraculous transformation. Because sometimes we have to see that and we get scared when we see these things in us, you know, when they come to the surface and we think, Oh no, that's who I am. I think that's the end of our story, but really he's just pinpointing a place where he wants your next miracle. And, um, and so that was, that was a long journey of getting out of the, not trying to prove myself. Yes. Um, And and allowing, allowing redemption to be, to take its take the process of our life to work through our life right right you know we're not going to be perfect overnight and you know the thing is is the the humility that it takes to surrender and say okay god i do not have it all together i'm i'm a weak person outside of you but with you i'm very strong with you i'm an overcomer but i'm walking that out and that Mm -hmm. that walk is a journey that we as the we as Christians really need to be transparent about because we've got people coming to our churches that are a mess. 
Right. And, and it takes a long time from the, for them to walk out their mess and to walk into the miracle. Many times it's a, it's a process. Right. Yeah. And, and we want that instant sometimes. And we think that sometimes I think, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. We think a miracle always has to be instantaneous. Well, <laughs> our life is a miracle. And it's, it's a step-by-step unraveling and, and unveiling. And so I, I, I see the miraculous in the long term as well, in the process of allowing him to romance you and to draw you in and not just like, okay, I'm just going to change everything. But there's that intimacy that happens when um, it, there's a long term of I have to press into him and just allow him to press into me and become that, that oneness um, with him. And, uh, you know, it's been a long process, but I, I wouldn't trade it. I, I don't, I don't think I would have wanted instantaneous looking back, even though it was very painful, all the things yeah. you know, that you learn the life lessons, but the intimacy that's come out of it um, is so much more valuable to me. Shelly, uh, you know, I got saved at 16 and married in the church and, you know, did everything right mm-hmm. <laughs> that's you know what was expected by the christian community which is good now, those are all good things i'm not right. saying that's wrong but i found myself in my 30s uh going through a divorce and then pregnant by another man that's not my husband mm-hmm. and in that very low place in my life uh it was there that God really revealed his love to me. Mm-hmm. It was in the darkest place of my life where I realized I had messed up. I had, you know, not followed the teachings of the church. I had, mm-hmm. um, you know, disappointed God, disappointed my family. At least I thought I disappointed God, disappointed my family. And now I'm going to have this baby or I'm contemplating mm-hmm. uh, aborting this baby. That's how bad I was at that point. That's how distraught I was. But in that low place, um, it was there that Jesus really revealed to me his love, how much he loved me, and how much he had a plan for me, even though I felt like all spirit, because, you know, all my life from the time I got saved, I wanted to do ministry. That's what I wanted to do. That was what I was called to do. I, I had a heart for ministry. And I thought, okay, you've messed it up, Callie. Now that now you've done that thing that will never allow you to. But God in his mercy used the most tragic, what I viewed, the most tragic thing right. that could have ever happened, which was not tragic. It was actually one of the greatest blessings that God would ever give me. And it was going to reveal to me more about my father and and my Lord than any other event in my life. Love it. Yeah. So it's amazing. What we call a tragedy is usually an open door to, like you said, a, a miracle and a life. Um, I call it the auto bond of the spirit. God took me from one complete mindset that was wrong and false, mm-hmm. and He took me on an auto bond, and He revealed to me a mindset that is that is of Christ and Christ is, I mean, I look at my five kids and I see them. I think I see them pretty objectively. I see their strengths and their weaknesses, but I always see them through the viewpoint of victory. Right. Because they're my babies. Right. And how much more does God see us through the viewpoint of victory, the victory of the cross? Right. 
So that's so beautiful. So you basically grew up in church. So this has kind of been part of you. It's, I think sometimes it's harder for uh, those that have been in church their whole life to, to rearrange mindsets than somebody that just comes in off the street, you know? Mm-hmm. You're constantly thinking, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Am I a disappointment? Like the word that you said, the disappointment lie was very prevalent in, in me, like because of the performance and people were watching and, and, it was hard for me to be real because I was so always trying to be right and what is right. And, um, and so, yeah, and that translated into our, our marriage, you know, we've been married for 25 years now. Yeah. And that is such a, that that's the long-term miracle that we're talking about. You get married at 19. Um, there, there's a lot of growing up to do and a lot of transition that has to happen. And we did a lot of things along the years of, um, you know, we hurt each other in different ways and, um, God's doing a miraculous work in us. And a lot of sore is, is there's places where I talk about painful things. And some of it was just in my own dying to myself in marriage and, um, learning love and learning forgiveness and learning how to become one. Um, but I wrote it out of some of that, those painful places. That's and so good. And not trying to change somebody else, but allowing God, like, I want you to partner with me to pray for somebody, um, somebody that he so dearly loves. Like, we can do this for anybody. But um, for my husband, it was like, I needed to see him, not as my project, but, um, and not that I was better or anything, but just, God, let's partner together. And and he's like, you're my girl, because I know I can ask you to pray with me. For his sake, you know, that he would thrive to be the man that I created him to be um, and to come into that and to realize that love and for his own sake and not for my life to get easier. And yeah. that was that that was a shifting like you talked about that, that shifting mindset of like I kept praying, complaining prayers. Um, <laughs> Please help me rescue me, you know, instead of like, no, what, what can I deposit into him? to call out his greatness, the greatness that's been deposited in him. And I've I've noticed that, you know, that, that translates into our kids, that translates into our friends and people that are around us. And how can we deposit prayer into people instead of praying that for them in order that our life will get easier, but yeah, that's, that's a real revelation, uh, praying for them so that they can know exactly what God has for them and not Mm -hmm. just for a personal benefit. And that's, that's, that's another test of the heart. And when you get to that place, it's a real growth. You know, you've grown because you're not praying just for your own benefit. That's really across the board prayers. You know, when people first get saved a lot of times, and even people that have been saved forever, they'll come and praise prayer, come into prayer. Like the Lord is Santa Claus. Here's all my needs. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I need you to do this. And oh God, please do this, this, and this. And by the way, Hey, I love you. And thank you for all you've done, but back to what I need. And that's not a relationship. Uh, you think about a husband and a wife or even two sisters, or, you know, if you, if you've got a friend that, that calls you and the only thing they say is, Hey, 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 Shelly, uh, Shelly, can you mind picking up my kids? And do you, can I borrow 20 bucks? And I really like you, Shelly, you're beautiful, but I, <laughs> hey, can, can you, can you send me uh can you, can you come over and cook dinner for me tonight? You're going to think, okay, this person's crazy and I don't want to be around them because this is an all take and no give. Well, sometimes we do that with the Lord and mm-hmm. 
when you get to that place where you're praying those prayers, like, Lord, I want my husband to be everything that he's called to be, and I'm partnering with you, and I want to be everything I'm called to be, and hey, what are you trying to show me about me in this situation? Yes, that was the greater miracle, actually, you know, I, I, I had a revelation, like, wow, he, he's got it way much more together than I do, because all of a sudden, all these things started to come up in me that God wanted just to, like, Okay, let's just take that and let me just take that from you. And I have something so much better to put into you, Shelly. And, and just the um, transformation that he did in me and the softening of my heart, you know, and that independent stream that I was talking about, that, that thread throughout my life, just the softening um, and the surrendering in, in true dependence. The closer I am to Jesus, the less I focus on people needing to change around me. Yeah. When I start seeing everybody that needs to change around me, I can always pretty much 100% detect that somewhere I am not being completely authentic with God. That's good. And it's like a litmus test. Mm-hmm. And uh, because there's always things that people can change and there's always things that I can change. But w- when I'm close to Jesus, like I try to be every day of my life, I can see when I'm veering a little bit because I, everything gets on my nerves or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to change people, uh, people around me instead of working on me. The closer we get to Jesus, the less we see in others. And, mm-hmm. you know, and like you said, when you do see it, you just, you just release it to Jesus and say, Lord, I'm turning this to you. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to fuss. I'm not going to argue, but I'm just handing this over to you. That's um, good. We're going to take a few minutes right now and we're going to uh, play a song. They're going to, Juan's going to punch in a song. And so we're going to close this out, this section out for a song and some worship. I want you to, for those on BPN radio, just worship. I also want to pray a prayer with you right now. Lord, I just thank you for everyone that's listening today that, that they know and that they understand that you are our everything. You are, you are the complete source of everything in my life. You're, you're the source of strength. You're the source of wisdom. You're the source of direction and strategy. You're the source of peace. You're the source of love. That everything that I need to be, everything you've called me to be, comes from you. And I just thank you, Lord, as we begin to unpack this book that Shelley's written called Soar, that you're going to give a revelation to the radio listeners and even the Facebook uh, live listeners on how important it is to just trust you and lean into you, lean into you. Um, one of the things I heard someone say the other day, they said, if you ever get into a place where you're, where the water is real swift and like you're, you feel like you're drowning, mm-hmm. don't fight, just lean back into it mm-hmm. and, and let it, let the, let the current carry you yes. and, and don't fight it. You can just float, let the current carry you and you have a much better chance of surviving Yes. the turbulent waters. And I, I, I find that that's what Jesus wants us to do when we get in the storm. He, storm. he wants us to lean into him and rest in his power. And he's going to give us the wisdom to get it through. So we're going to have that song real quick and then we'll be, we'll be right back. When my head stretch out towards the sky you
much for coming back today on um, BPN Radio. I have Shelly Williams with me. She is uh, just such a delight and such a lover of Jesus. Shelly, I want to take some time and I want to really, uh, I don't want to give all the goodies away in this book, but I want to talk about what you think the three most important things or three most important chapters of this book. Let's pull out some of the nuggets. And then first of all, tell us where we can get the book soar. And I'm going to hold that book up a little bit for everybody. Yay, there it is. It's so, it's so fun to see it there going, going from my little computer project to, you know, to like, oh, it's in your hands. It's so fun. But it's on Amazon. If you just search um, Shelly Williams soar, it'll pop right up. Um, on Amazon. Um, and it should be, if you have prime, it just comes like in two days. It's pretty amazing how fast that is, but that's awesome. Yeah. So tell us about, um, tell us about deciding to write the book. What happened? Just tell me about that, that part of it. Uh, it was a process. I I know when I was really young, I used to play like I was an author. Um, in my playtime, I would play school and I'd be an author and, and, and I'd kind of forgotten about that. And about, 12 years ago, I had just a remembrance, like all of a sudden my, that dream was awakened to me, like you're going to write books. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I wanted to do that. But I wanted it to be something significant. I didn't want to write just for the sake of writing. Um, my whole, my life message is, uh, you know, I really want to find, help people identify, okay, where are you stuck? And stuck is not the end of your story. Stuck is just a temporary point, and there's always a possibility. There's always a solution because God is the God of impossible. There's nothing impossible for Him, and so there's always a solution waiting for you. And being able to impart that into um, writing, I wanted it to be something that empowered people, and um, and so that was a process. I I was kind of jumped the gun, and I tried to write some kids' stories. And now looking back, you know, I think that was just good practice. Um, they didn't work out well, but I had it in my heart. Like I kind of got the ball rolling and I'm like, okay, I got just in your timing and your timing. And, uh, the funny thing was, is it, it happened, the door opened when I faced one of my biggest fears and that was doing, uh, speaking live, which I'm doing now, which is so fun. Um, (laughs) I I changed my mind. Like, I love doing this. speaking live and um it was based off of speaking from a live stage with people facing that fear and sharing my testimony somebody gravitated to one sentence that I said they said hey I'm writing a book of testimonies on teenage moms and would you share your testimony well I popped that out like in 30 minutes I thought this is so much fun all of a sudden I was just like something was alive in me and um and a few days later, in my quiet space, I had the acronym um, SOAR, um, Strip Off All Resistance. And I thought, this is, this is it. This is, this, is, this is the nugget. Like, this is the core essence of this. And what does that mean, God? And just started to unravel that. And, you know, at first I only had, you know, just the first couple paragraphs. I thought, well, that's really good. It's good paragraphs, but it's not a book. And... Um, few days later, I started to look at my notes and my journaling. I, I write down random notes in my phone, um, different things that I'm hearing God saying and my, and talking to him. And I started to see all these different entries and God's like that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. And he laid them all out into an outline. And I thought those all 
connect to store. Like it was like this ladder that built into it. So I was been writing it before I even knew I was writing it, but he brought it all together. And every time I look at the, the list of chapters, I'm like, how did that even line up? Like, how does that happen? Um, but he brought it all together and, um, things that I thought were random thoughts and were just kind of like he and I talking, um, were actually the chapters. That's Um, so awesome. Now, when did this book actually come out? It came out on the 15th of March. Okay. So it's really brand new. Really new. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about, if you were going to give me three or four elements, let's talk about that. Okay. Uh, the very core of it is sore, like we talked about, strip off all resistance. So in doing that, that, that is the end goal. That's what we're, what we're headed towards. But again, God gives us a vision and then he's like, okay, here's your vision. Here's where you're going. Now let's work backwards from there. And let me give you steps towards that. And um, it's all wrapped around his love. You know, I've been on a, a love journey in the last few years of, just crying out for his love. God, I really want to know your love. I don't want to know about it, but I want to experience. I want to be totally submerged in it. I want your love to like saturate every cell of my body and um, let it be everything about me. And so it was his love and it's his unraveling and and unveiling his love. um, That's unerasable. Like it is so relentless. It's unerasable love for each one of us. And he's taken me on that love journey and it started with a phrase, one and the same. And one and the same was something that um, he spoke to me. I was on run, you know, just kind of like how in my groove, I, I hear God a lot when I'm in a, on moving around like that. And he said, you and I are one and the same. Wow. And I thought, at first that scared me. I'm like, is that, is that, is me thinking that like, okay, that's a little arrogant. Like, what do you mean by that? Is that just me hoping that God? And I thought, what do you, what do you mean by that? You're God. I'm me. Like, you know, I were, but I remember it's like, no, we're one, we're one in the same. And, and it's actually the ultimate humility um, to become one in the same with him. And not just, um, not just parallel with him, but congruent, like one in the same, like, all of the borders and the historical bits of Shelley and the things that I see in the mirror um, are erased in the light of him. And he becomes the most visible thing about me. It's no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives in me and the life I live in by faith um, for the one who gave his life for me. And so his life becomes the most visible thing about me. And that's, that's the one and the same. And, and I've noticed in my life, the more I'm aware and conscious of that, um, one in the sameness with him um, is merging into one where I am hidden so deeply inside him and he's so deeply like there's just no end or beginning like it's just we're this yeah. and that's when I n- notice that I am in alignment and there's a flow where I'm not trying to be anything. I'm not like, okay, what would a good leader do? What would a good mom do? What would, and I'm constantly trying to evaluate. I'm just flowing with him and letting him lead. And he's, he's taking the dance steps. And because yeah, he is the good leader. He is the good mom. He is a good father. He yeah. is, he is the perfect example. Yes. Yes. So you're right. You get in step with him and the reaction that he will lead you to will always be right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Shelly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, so God said one in the same and begin to reveal this. You know, there's a scripture about Christ being formed in us. And mm-hmm. that is actually us becoming one in the same where the, the, the spirit of God in me and the spirit, my spirit man yielded to the Holy Spirit becomes the lead man of my life. And mm-hmm. everything else submits to that relationship to Jesus. Right. That's right. awesome. So yeah, it is cool. And, and it's not hard. It's called surrender. <laughs> yes. And I needed, and you know, it was funny because that was the very last chapter that I put in the book. But, um, and I thought, well, is that, it was the last download that I had. Um, it was an actually an add on that I put in there. I thought maybe it was another book, but I realized, no, that's, that's the theme and that's the thread of the whole book. But this puts it in a bite size. Like I can grab a hold of that. And I can see it. I can wrap my mind around it. And I can remind myself constantly of that. Um, And in the one and the same, so one and the same, O-A-T-S, he said oats. And he said, look up oats. Like, what are the benefits of oats? And I started to look up and was like, oh, you know, it it keeps your blood flow going. It's antioxidant. It's, It's healing. It's nurturing. It's satisfying. It's fulfilling. And he said, if you will stay in the one and the same and eat your oats, just as you would in the physical, if you will eat it in the spiritual, one and the same, you will have the same benefits spiritually as you would physically as eating oats. And so in that, you know, I need some of those simple pictures to like, okay, in the moment, do my, you know, as I'm going through real life situations, it just brings me right back on track. If I feel like I'm veering off of his footsteps and I'm getting into the, my soul and my emotions and what am I feeling at the moment and what's the circumstances, it's like that just like brings me right back so quickly. And I, and I love that little nugget that he's given me. Yeah, that one of the same. That's so awesome. So mm-hmm. that was the first kind of thing. And then what else would you, would you want to bring up? Uh, that just ties into, you know, spirit first and, um, realizing that he gave me a picture. I I asked him for a picture one day and because I was just practicing, just seeing in the spirit and hearing his voice and I'm like, give me a picture. And I immediately saw this lion that had a mane of fire that was alive. Like this fire wasn't like, it didn't um, cause death and destruction. It was actually infused life to whatever it touched. Wow. Oh Jesus. That is so amazing. That is you. And he said, he goes, yeah, that is me. And, and uh, I just felt him saying, and it's you too. Wow. And I'm like, no way. And, and so in that picture of seeing like, that's what you look like in the spirit and, and walking into every situation with that visual, like letting my imagination visualize like, God, this is you and me, one and the same. This is what we look like as we enter into any difficult, hard, painful place in life, um, any challenging place that's, I feel is scary or like, I'm not enough. I mean, I can walk in that identity in my spirit first with that visual visualization and, um, it changes. And I'm, I'm imagining people like they're seeing me that way. Yeah. And that's how I'm, I am presenting myself, not as Shelly, but as Christ in me and that spirit first. And so from that basis, now I'm able to let him strip off all the resistance. When you live in the soulish realm, mm-hmm. it's like being on a terrible roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, one minute it's high and the next minute you are scraping bottom. 
Mm-hmm. And it's no way to live. God didn't want us. God never designed for us to live like that. Right. Uh, now, there, our soulish part of our being, it has, it has a role to play, but mm-hmm. it's not to play the lead role. Right. <laughs> and it's not to dictate our emotions. Uh, right. The Holy Spirit has got to be the leader or you will find yourself very, very uh, unhappy one minute and then happy the next. And one day this is going to work and the next day it's not going to work. And it's just no way to live. And as we submit to the Holy Spirit and we allow the Spirit to be first and to to be the strongest voice and resolute power in our life, yeah. everything else will follow suit. Your soulish man will line right up. That's right. Yeah. And, and from that, you know, in, in having that revelation, I, it put me in a place where um, this, the book is a conversation of how God stripped off all resistance off of me in those through painful experiences, through vulnerable places um, and stripping it all off, like off completely off, not just partly off, but off, like everything that hinders me running that race and the joy set before me. And so, um, and it's a vulnerable book of like, here's, here is who, what I've done. This is, these are what I've gone through. And so being able to share that from my heart, just, um, completely transparent with people. I love the fact, uh, the chap, the, the chapters that I read, I love the fact that you're so honest and so uh, transparent about what you're going through, but you're also giving them just like, it's like a workbook too. Yeah. I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a workbook too. I love that. I, yeah. We want to, we want to apply it. Not just hear like, that was great. That was a great message. Like, you know, I want people to, to be different by the time they turn the last page because yes. they've engaged with it. They've engaged with the Holy spirit to allow him to show places you know, things that have weighed them down so that they can feel the true weight of his glory instead of the weight of the world. Yeah. One of the the chapters I liked a lot was lopsided strength. Do you like that one? Yes. Yes. Because I think so many times uh, we find ourselves there. Talk Mm -hmm. about that, that chapter a little bit. Lopsided strength. So uh, that was a funny word. I'm a word person. So I love when he just drops these strange words. I'm like, Ooh, lopsided. That's a fun word. What does that mean? And I just started to dig into that. That was one of my journaling. Um, just what does that mean? And looking it up and, um, thinking about it. And I saw this picture of, you know, lopsided is actually the leaning into like the world would say that that's, that's not good. Like you, you shouldn't be lopsided. And God's saying, no, I am like this, the big, uh, buff guy in the gym, you know, with, this huge torso and these skinny little bird legs. Right. Like just walk me into every situation with your, who cares? You know, you've got these skinny little bird legs because we're soaring, you know, we're eagles, but let me be the true strength. And in the leaning into is where his strength um, becomes most visible. Yeah. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times I've gotten into situations where I knew in the natural, I could not do what God needed me to do. Right. But I was able to lean it. And I found myself in that place where saying, God, I do not have the strength Mm -hmm. to get through this. I don't have the the wisdom, the power, the anointing. I I am, I am, I'm weak. This power would come in. And I felt like I'd been infused with Superman. All of a sudden I had the wisdom, the ability and the grace and it was totally lopsided yeah. strength. You knew it Absolutely. came from the Lord. And, and it's, it's so fun because we think that's like, 
oh, that would be, uh, that'd be kind of pathetic. And God's like, no, that's actually true strength. And being so certain of him, he, he unraveled that with um, the words. I was thinking one morning, I, I saw the, the similarities between the words terrific and, and terrifying because I had so much fear in my heart at that point what it was dictating everything that I did. So I was afraid of everything. So it was shrunk back so many times instead of leaning into him, like, like you said, into the current, like I'm fighting the current and I want to protect and make things just perfect. So I don't have to fight anything. Um, but he showed me the similarity between terrific and terrifying. And he said, you know, you, in every situation, you can surrender to, to one or the other. They're very similar things. Oh, wow. That's so crazy. if you look at the terrifying and surrender to that, then yeah, it's going to be really, um, you're going to be afraid, but if you'll surrender to my terrific in the terrifying and, and, and believe with absolute certainty that I will show up terrifically in that thing that terrifies you, you will be absolutely amazed. And that's what Woo! lots of does. Woo, yes, we, we're going we're gonna to trust in that terrific power of the Holy Ghost that is coming in to give us the peace, the strength, and the wisdom we need. Uh, let's talk about a couple of more, your two favorite chapters. Which would be your two favorite? My two favorite. I love Master. Um, okay, so depositing prayer and so where you want to grow. Okay. Um, we talked a little bit about that and depositing prayer as um, that was a journey of really listening to God and, and seeing God, what do you being creative with him? You know, sometimes we want to be consumers and we want to consume, consume, consume. It's like, no, I want you to co-create with me. And depositing prayer is about that. It's about infusing his life into any place where I see dead situations, any place where um, I feel like there's a lot of pain or there's struggle. And he's like, no, you're going to bring the kingdom of lightness into that place. And so depositing prayer was um, laying down, like we talked about, like laying down um, my need to... Um, just have my life easy and cozy and comfortable um, and to really like become his secret agent. Like, okay, God, what is my assignment? What is my mission today? Where do you want to co-create life? And praying his word um, as if it was already so and, and, and celebrating it um, as if it was visible right before me, even though I hadn't seen it and surrendering the timeline. Um, in wow. You. Wow. I had to lay aside the timeline of like, I can only handle this until and he's like, no, we're going to do this as long as it takes. And so, and just, I, I, love, him. I love what you wrote here. You said, when I see deadness, lack and struggle, and how many of you listening today can say, you know what, Pastor Kelly, I have some deadness mm -hmm. in this area, or I have some lack in this area, or I have some struggle. There's not one person here that doesn't have some of this somewhere. I identify the opposite word, find related scriptures in the Bible and pray with, with praise that word, uh, that word as the outcome instead of what I see visibly. Mm -hmm. So let me say that again. I identify the opposite word, find related scriptures in the Bible and pray with praise that word as the outcome instead of what I see visibly. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Praise moves the impossible out of the way and tells it what it will become under the mighty power of God. That's mm -hmm. awesome, Shelly. Thanks. It's, just, it's the victory lap. Like before, you know, when they go around Jericho and like they had the victory lap before they saw anything happen, you know, and that, that praise um, just bursts 
things wide open. Depositing prayer. I have, uh, I read um, a book and of course I've, you know, in the scriptures, you can see it where when we pray, the Lord releases angels to work on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And, um, I read a book about angels. Um, I can't re- uh, remember the Assembly of God pastor that wrote it. Roland, Roland Buck, I think is his name. And he, he had a, a, so many supernatural experiences. But he said when we pray uh, for a lost loved one or we pray that the Lord will send angels and he will keep sending angels around until that, and even if they, he has to go, they have to go multiple, multiple times to yeah. bring that person to a place of repentance. And then I think about Daniel, he started praying, but it took 21 days for that angel to get through right. the barriers of darkness that he had to fight through that he had to go back and get some more angels to help him through. Um, mm-hmm. When we deposit prayer, we circle it in prayer. We just keep depositing prayer. We are going to see the victory. But it's like you said, we've got to surrender that timeline. That is where I've gotten myself in trouble, where I've said, God, I'm believing you, but you got to do this quick. (laughs) And it's like, God looks at me like, Callie, you're telling me I have to do it quick? Maybe I don't need to do it quick. Right. Maybe there's something I want to do in you in the process. Well, that's exactly wow. right. Yeah. It just makes, you know, that just goes back to how crazy we think sometimes. So depositing prayer. And then I want to talk about, uh, and I like this, so where you want to grow. Let's talk about that, that chapter. I love this chapter. Hmm. This one's so dear to my heart. Um, it's a testimony of, of a friend and um speaking into her life in a place where I felt that lopsided strength. Like I feel so inadequate to speak this into her life. Like she was uh, struggling um, getting pregnant and she's a good friend of mine. And and I wanted to, and as an encourager, like that is my life message. Like God says, like, just be a professional encourager, just encourage, encourage wherever you can go. And so I so wanted to be an encourager, but like, how do I encourage her um, in this? Because her heart was breaking. You know, she's seeing everybody around her celebrating yeah. new babies and um, why not me? And so um, he just gave me a word for her. She, um, she needs, she must sow where she wants to grow. Wow. And uh, in that it was, okay, so she can start to, you know, she started to go into this mode of like, oh, my sister-in-law's pregnant and I'm planning this baby shower. And it was almost like, this is so painful. I don't know if I can face this. And um, speaking into her life, and, and, and I share the conversation in the book um, of specifically what I told her, but basically it came down to um, how, okay, let's pretend that you are on the receiving end of this baby shower. How, what, how would you want to be celebrated? And how would you want um, to be loved, love to be poured into you at this point? And so she was actually co-creating by sewing to somebody wow. else's life. And the very thing that she wanted, the very place where she felt that pain and the, where she was felt barrenness, like literal barrenness, like how many times do you have this spiritual barrenness or other places in her life? And if she sewed it as if she was on the receiving end, um, just solely for her sister-in-law's benefit and knowing that where I sew, I will absolutely grow. Like, oh, I, lo- I just love this. Absolutely. I love the revelation of she was sewing into her own creation of, of a miracle. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And, and I, and I knew for a fact, I'm like, I just had this, I had faith for her. Like you're going to get pregnant. Like you will. And I haven't experienced that for other people around me. Um, 
it's not just like, okay, I, I have positive belief. It was just like, no, I just knew she's going to get pregnant. I just don't know the timing of this. And, um, and I had seen her one day, she turned around, like, I thought she was pregnant, like four months pregnant. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, I've seen it. So Lord, I, I, I want so much to have the ending of her testimony in this book and uh, to be able to, to show your faithfulness. And it was funny because we're getting close to um, going to print and, and all of this. I'm like, oh God, I just, I've, I know that she's going to um, have this baby. Like, can I just write it in faith? Like I wanted to get out of sight of the timeline, you know? And I just wanted to share that. Like, you're so good, God. I just know this is going to happen. And, um, you know, he's like, no, <laughs> just, you wait on that. And, um, the day that I thought that I was going to release this book and I had my timeline of, of this just to kind of keep myself on track. She texted me and, and told me, she said, Shelly, guess what's going to happen? Um, in December, um, IVF was a hundred percent, um, a positive like every single egg took like it was miraculous that does not happen yeah um and so she is now she's now four months pregnant I just saw her oh, wow and uh she's now four months pregnant and I got to add that in at the very end um in the epilogue and just just to share God's goodness and um and just to share in those barren places when we feel like we're depleted if we will sow in that place into the people that we know have the things they have that victory and so into their victory your victory is automatic it starts to happen and so I knew that she had um just this ginormous treasure chest waiting for her and um now to see it in front of our eyes is pretty exciting Shelly will you take a moment and just pray for our listeners uh, that God would just give them the ability to see in the spirit and to begin to sow where they need to grow. I really feel like I felt the unction of the Holy Ghost when we just begin to talk about this chapter, that he really wants to deposit faith to sow where you need to grow. I really feel that. So would you do that right now? Okay. Father, thank you for your goodness. God, thank you that we can be so completely certain of you. You are unshakable. You are unbreakable, God. You are so constant. You are so faithful. And Lord, we just, we hone in on your faithfulness and your certainty, God. And we place all of our trust, all of our wholeheartedness into you, Lord. And the places where we have felt disappointment, where we felt maybe that we are a disappointment or disappointed in, in life circumstances and events of our life and in, um, in ourselves and other people, whatever that barren place is in our life. Lord, would you cause a revelation now, just an, an unction of, of hunger, like an anticipation, compel us, Lord, to sow in that very place, yes. open our eyes to see places um, of victory and be so excited that that's, that's me next. That's me yes. next, God. And I thank you, God, that you are giving us creative ideas and how to do that, Lord, um, in, in creative where we can lay down the disappointment and the pain. Um, but in the very midst of that, God, we can run right through it and we can just, uh, we can go right straight to our source. We can go right straight to you, Lord Jesus, because you are everything that we need. And so I thank you, Lord, that the miraculous is going to happen, God. It's going to start to unfold. This is a day of destiny. Yes. 
you today, God, that they are the paradise garden of God. And I thank you, Lord, that now their lives are starting to blossom and to bloom in places that have been barren. I thank you, Lord, that you overturn and you um, unravel places that have held us down and constricted us. Now, lightness comes where there's darkness. Life comes where there's been death. Hope comes where there's been discouragement, God. I thank you so much that love comes and wraps itself around us as we fasten our hearts to you, God. And I thank you that there's a love revolution that is happening in every heart now, God. Yes, open ourselves up to you and we're open to everything um, that you want to, to speak into our hearts and to show us, Lord, that we can be stripped off of all resistance, Lord, um, every place where we've been independent, every place where we thought we had to do it ourselves, God, I just pray that in that very place we'd have a revelation of your love, of the miraculous and the unfolding of the sweetness of who you are. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you. I want to, we're going to stop, pause for a moment and have another time of worship. And then we're going to come right back and I'm going to have um, Shelly tell us where, where we can find everything that she's doing. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about SOAR. I really want to encourage all you ladies and men alike that are listening to pick up this book. It, the, the chapters that I read, I've not finished it. I'm about, I literally read the first about a third of it and then skip to the back because I wanted to get to some of the back but I'm going to go back and finish it it was so engaging so encouraging so authentic and um, really a workbook you're not going to forget what you read it's uh, it's written in a very good in a, in a very plausible way to receive and then to remember the principles uh, so we're going to have a quick moment uh, for us to plug in um, another worship song worship with us and we'll be right back here on BPM Radio sees me Christ be all around me above and below me before and behind me in every eye that sees me Christ be all around me
I want to encourage everyone listening today to get Shelly's book called Soar, Shelly Williams, Resourcing God's Strength as Your Own. Um, Even the people that we view as the strongest people in the world, we are so weak. Uh, We can't even compare to God's strength and God's love. And that's why we have to be immersed in that to really be who God's called us to be. Uh, We've been so happy to have you here on BPN Radio today. We love you guys. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thank you, Shelly, for being on today. Tell us where we can find you, Shelly, real quickly. Uh, you can find Soar on Amazon. Just uh, search Shelly Williams Soar. There's a couple other books called Soar. So put my, my name in there with Shelly Williams, and it'll pop right up. Uh, you can find my blog on victoriousmana.com. Awesome. And um, that's been a fun, just kingdom thoughts, victorious thoughts, and um, things that I'm currently um, exploring and adventuring with God and, and things that he's put on my heart. So that's been um, something. And I'm on Facebook too. So, so awesome. Well, we love you, Shelly. Thank, thank you, you so much for being an amazing woman of God. Uh, thank you, BPN Radio. And I thank you for your obedience and your love today and for being with us today on BPN. God bless you. For the past hour, you've been listening to the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.